Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Remain standing with me all over the building. I feel the Lord here, don't you? I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'll start with verse 50 here in a moment. I want to say that it's always an honor to to speak to you here behind this pulpit. I give great honor to our pastor and our pastor's wife. Pastor today is ministering in Alexandria, Louisiana, preparing preparing that church um, for conference coming up this week called Because of the Times, where around 3,000 ministers and ministers' wives come to be fed and ministered to, and um, ministers need ministered to, if you didn't know that, but they have asked him to kind of set the stage, and um, for this conference, it's one of the uh, most amazing conferences in our movement. I think it'd be appropriate right now. Their service hasn't quite started yet. It's 9.30 there. I think it'd be appropriate to pray over our pastor. He's going to be ministering there today and tonight. Uh, you don't want to miss tonight here. Bishop Frank Bounds is going to be here. It's, it's always uh, powerful when, when he comes to minister. But I want us to lift our hands right now and pray for our pastor. Would you help me do that? Lord, we pray right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we know you've already given him a word. We already know you've given him clarity. We already know, God, that you've laid everything out that you have asked him to speak. Lord, we pray now for, God, we pray for your strength on him. Lord, we pray right now, God, we pray, Lord, that you would lift him, that you would give him confidence and boldness, Lord, to deliver the word that you have called him to deliver. God, we lift our pastor in prayer right now. God, we lift the hands of our shepherd, Lord, to fight, God, the battle that he's been called to fight. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God. We plead your blood over him. In Jesus' name, we pray you give him clarity today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. We give honor to our pastor and our pastor's wife today. We thank God for them. Amen. Amen. Well, hopefully you're ready tonight for the dodgeball tournament. Hopefully you've stretched up this morning. You're all ready. Some of you are thinking, I ain't stretching because I ain't playing. That's all right. That's all right. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. You don't want to miss it. And uh, still slots available. If you don't have a team, I've heard a ton of people that uh, want to play but don't have a team, just hang out in that dodgeball sign-up area after after the service today, and, and they'll get you situated. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join us tonight after the service. Um, so good to see my sister Maddie here. And uh, I love you. want to say that tomorrow, tomorrow is a very special day. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. And uh, I think I think it would be appropriate today to, on the eve of Martin Luther King Day, to pause and honor the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, who's a minister, seeker of truth and justice and civil rights for all, no matter the color of your skin. He was jailed over 20 times. He was stabbed. 
and later assassinated all for the cause of freedom. Today we thank God for the life of Martin Luther King Jr. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse, verse 50. Paul writes, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Turn to somebody, pinch them a little, tell them that's, that's not going to heaven. That's not going to make it. Don't pinch them too hard. You ever have anybody that walks up behind you and pinches you on the back of your arm? I've never wanted to hurt somebody so fast in my whole life. Forgive me for I have sinned. It's terrible. If you do that, stop it. <laughs> Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. He was saying these, these dying bodies cannot cannot inherit what will last forever. Verse 51, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Everybody say all. Verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. This flesh and blood must take on the spirit of God, which is, which is uh, it's eternal. Everybody say it's eternal. It's, it doesn't have a start and a beginning. It, it always was and always will. And we, this flesh will, this corruptible, the Bible is saying, will put on incorruption and we will be changed. Verse 54, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Everybody say steadfast. Unmovable. Say unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm going to preach to you, and I always preach fast, and I know you're glad about it. I'm going to preach to you today in a moment. In a moment. A moment. Amen. Would you lift your hands? Ask the Lord to speak to us today. We love you, God. We thank you for your spirit, God, that is here. Lord, we pray, oh God, that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear your word, oh Lord. That we not be in a hurry today, God, but we would we would focus, Lord, on what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated.
I read a statement one time that went something like this. Life is made up of moments. Moments create days. Days create months. Months create years. And years create a life. Lose the moment and you lose life. Does anybody, if you look back on your life, does anybody have some moments that you, some key moments in your life that you go back to, that you think about? I, I think about, I think about the day, the day Winston was born. Winston was my first child. I don't remember the second child, but uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the day Winston was born, I, I, uh, I'll never forget it. And uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Winston, talk about a moment. Uh, Lauren, a couple weeks ago, uh, I just, I'm hearing this third party here, so you have to forgive me if I embellish the story a little bit. But Lauren took the boys to to the library, and uh, and she, you know, she being the good good mother that she is, she was going there and. Uh, you know, getting some books, and they enjoy the library, and so she went there, and and in the in the open area of the li- library, there's this big table with a massive puzzle on it that wasn't all the way done, and uh, we found out later that every night that there is a group of seniors that come in and work on this massive puzzle, and um, y'all know where I'm going right now. And uh, Winston, Winston had the bright idea of when he got to the library and saw that puzzle, he had the bright idea of running up to that puzzle and destroying it. And uh, Winston destroyed the senior's puzzle. And if you are one of those seniors, I am so sorry. So sorry. Librarian was pretty upset, I guess. We're on the most wanted list in the library. <laughs> yeah, I can laugh. I can laugh about it because Winston's not in here. <laughs> you know, you got to be serious about those things when, when they're in front of you. Now, you shouldn't do that. You want to you wanna go behind a door and die laughing. Think about moments when you were, when you were married. How many of you remember that moment? Y'all don't remember that. Hang on. How about when you graduated? In 19, whatever, whatever, 76, Carol says, 1976, how about, how about the moment you were baptized? How many of you remember that? How about, how about when God filled you with the Holy Ghost? Do you remember that? I'll never forget April the 4th, 2001, I was 11 years old and Jonathan Updegrave told me, he told me, I don't know if he's here or watching, watching on live stream, but he told me, on the way, it was a youth rally, and I was 11 years old, and I don't know how I snuck onto the youth van, but, but uh, he said, he said, uh, he said, you're going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about it, and hadn't hadn't thought about the Holy Ghost before that. I was too worried about other things going on. But man, sure enough, that night God filled me with the Holy. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Life is made up of moments, moments like this. And Paul speaks in 1 Corinthians, he speaks of a moment that we all really are living for and waiting for. He said there will be a day when this corruptible, this this body full of 
aches and pains. And as pastor says, Uncle Arthur joined the, joined the family, you know, arthritis. <laughs> You'll get it later. Arthritis and all of these pains and knee pain. And you wake up and you, and you know, I'm, I'm learning that the, that, that, that the longer you live, I'm, I'm being careful, Sister Brown. That the longer that the longer you live, the longer you live, the the louder your noises become. Has anybody ever noticed that? You wake up out of bed and, like, you get up and, ugh! Like, what is? What? Has anybody ever noticed that? Just okay. There's coming a day that Paul referred to as. It wasn't just a day, but he referred to it as, as a moment. He said, there will be a moment so, so fast that within the twinkling of an eye that, that, that those who have put on immortality, those who have received the Spirit of God will one day go with God to meet him in the air. He said, there is coming a day, there is coming a moment when everything will change. And can I tell you from the outset of this message on this Sunday morning that we still believe in the soon coming of Jesus Christ? We still believe in heaven. We still believe in hell. And we're still here because we want you to join us. We want you to be a part of the crew of the people who will join him to meet him in the air. Are you looking forward to that day today? We are living not to just work a nine to five and have a nice car and a nice home and, 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 and run the kids to all these places and make sure they're happy and fed and taken care of. We, we are living for a moment that we have not seen yet. And if we're not careful, life has a way of stealing moments from us. Life has a way of taking those moments and making them seem so distant and so far away that, that there's no need to focus on that moment now because all I have in front of me is bills and issues and pain and hurt and, and, and schedules and, and to-do lists and, and life has a way of pushing those things away, has a way of pushing those things to the side. Eternity has a way of becoming just a far distant thing that we're reminded of a couple days a week. But can I tell you on this Sunday morning that eternity is as close as it has ever been. We are closer to the coming of the Lord than we have ever been. It's time that we remind ourselves that I'm not living just to be happy. I'm living because one day I'm gonna spend eternity somewhere. The moment we live, the moment we live so focused on here that we forget about the life beyond this life uh, is the moment we've missed it all. The moment we've missed, we've missed everything, we've missed the whole purpose. That's the purpose of the church. That's the purpose of coming together and gathering, assembling ourselves together. That's the purpose of it is to remind us that there is a day soon coming that the Lord will meet us in the air. That's the whole purpose of this. 
I know we plan and I know we have calendars and I know we have service schedules and I know we have agendas and things that we've got to get done. But if we forget, if we ever forget the reason why we are here, then we might as well stop coming. We are here because we want to see him. We are here because we want to go to heaven. Oh, is there anybody in this room today that says, I want to make it. I want to meet him in the air. I want to hear him say, well done. I want to hear him say, well done. Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, he says a warning in verse 58. He says, therefore, my brethren, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Paul is trying to focus the church on that moment when we meet Christ in the air. Paul is trying to hone in the focus of the church. Because it's easy. We all know how easy it is to get sidetracked. We all know how easy it is to get our eyes off of him and off of eternity and on the day-to-day living. But Paul was saying, listen, if you're going to make it in that moment, you've got to be steadfast. You've got to be unmovable. You've got to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. He said there has to be something in it. You see, you see, moments, moments are set up by, by habits. Moments, moments are set up by, by what happens before the moment and with the, the preparation that takes place or the unprep not I don't know, unpreparation, whatever the word is. <laughs> moments happen because of whether we were unprepared or prepared. Moments are a result of actions. They're a result. Lady with the issue of blood hears that, hears that Jesus is walking through the town. Twelve years, twelve years she's had an issue of blood. Twelve years she's tried other things. She's tried She's tried sorcery. She's tried. She's tried to go to physicians. She's tried all of these things, but none of it has none of it has helped. Jesus is coming by, and that lady presses through the crowd. She says, "But if I could just touch the hem, if I could just touch his clothing." I could be made whole. And the story says she pressed her way through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says that in one moment she was totally healed. Twelve years of pain and suffering and hurt and sorrow all was taken away in one single moment. There's power in a moment. There's power in a moment. There's moments all throughout the word of God. There's moments that you remember right now that you can think of the moment when God touched you, when God healed you, when God, I'm gonna tell you right now, there is power in moments. We come to church for a moment with God. I'm gonna say it again. We come to church to have a moment with God. 
We do. We don't come here just to get together and hang out. We come here because we believe that when we come here, God will do what this word says he will do. We don't come here just to hang out and fellowship and grab a cup of coffee. We come because we believe that where two or three are gathered together in my name, the Bible says, he said, there I am in the midst of them. And when God is in the midst of his people, anything can happen. We come to church to have a moment with God. That's the purpose. We come here to have a moment with God. But what you'll find, you can be seated, what you'll find is things like media have a way of stealing our moments. Yeah, have you noticed? I don't know if it's just me, but have you noticed a change in your mind over this past month? Have you noticed your mind slowing down all of a sudden? Media has a way of stealing moments, has a way of taking those. I think of moments, Elder Melick, that I regret even as a father because here I am on my phone trying to take care of something and here my boys are saying, Dad, Dad, come play. Dad, come do this. Dad, come do this. And here they're doing these great things. And I look back and I kick myself and I think how many things, how many small moments and small things have I missed because I've been focused on something that really can wait a minute. That really, see, see, media has a way of stealing moments even in the church. Media has a way of taking moments out of the picture. You know, we scroll and when we're done scrolling, our brain is still scrolling. You know the average attention span in the United States right now is six seconds? Six seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six seconds is the average attention span in our country. Why is that? We know why it is. Because media has brought in this, I know where, is everybody okay? I know where I'm at this morning. Media has a way of getting us in a hurry when there is no hurry. We get somewhere, let's take church for example because we're here, welcome to church. Media has a way, we get to church, we sit down, we hear the preaching, and all of a sudden we're thinking about something else. Dinner's in the crock pot. Car needs gas. Dog needs fed. I, I, I'm a dog owner now, by the way. No, had no clue what I was getting into. Pray for us. Your mind gets on other things. Media has a way of bringing a hurry to life when there is no hurry. And we feel like because we've stayed somewhere so long that we've got to go. We've got to run. But when we leave... There's nowhere to go. People are in so much of a hurry. It might not be you. It might be the church across the street and other people. But people get so much in a hurry that, that they're in a hurry to leave. But when they leave, they ain't got nowhere to go. And they go home and they sit on the couch. They flip the TV on. They flip the phone on. And they're in a hurry 
just to get home to nothing. Have you seen that before? Have you ever done that before? Guilty. We get in so much of a hurry because, because it's fast, fast, fast. Move on to the next thing. Move on to the next thing. Move on to the next thing. When God's saying, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait hang on, hang on. I, if you'll just hang around for a minute, I, I've got something for you. If you'll, just, if you'll just pause for a second, if you'll just take time to, to be here not just in body but in spirit, if you'll take time to be, that's why we prepare for these serv- that's why we pray before these services. There's all kinds, there's hundreds of people that pray in that prayer room before these services. Why, why do they do that? Because they want to be prepared for a moment with God. We focus, we, we, we've, we've got to get to a place where we are intentional about our moments, about a moment with God. Why? Because if you don't have a moment with God, what else matters? Well, I'm in, I'm in a relationship with God, and I just need to love Him, and I just need, I, I, I just, uh, well, I pray, I pray, and well, I read the Bible, and uh, you, you l- listen to me. You need more than just, than just prayer and Bible reading. You need a moment with God. You need an encounter with God that changes you forever. You, there needs to be a moment where you put the agenda away, you put the task list away, and you say, God, I'm not leaving here until you bless me. I'm not moving until something changes, something happens. Come on, we've got nothing else. This is what we live for. This is what we look forward to. We're here to have a moment with God. Media has a way of getting us in a hurry. And we've all felt the slowdown in our mind. We've all felt that. Why? Because the hurry is gone. The, 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 the pathway of thinking is gone. And you want to know what else media does, what I've, what I've found? Media has a way. Media has a way of bringing guilt. You ever felt that before? You waste an hour scrolling through Facebook or or, or playing some game, and you turn it off, and you're like, it's 5 o'clock. How, did, how in the world did I get here? And there's this element of guilt because you think, I, now I've wasted all of this time. I've wasted all of this for nothing. Media has a way of getting us in a hurry and getting us consumed by guilt. It's the will of God. It's the will of God that we that we are that it, 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 we shouldn't throw our phones away. We shouldn't we shouldn't you know it wouldn't be a bad idea per se. But but I'm not saying we should throw all of it away. I'm saying there has to be some sort of a governance on it because there's nothing more important than a moment with God. There's nothing more important than than getting a hold of God. There's nothing more important than being in the presence of the Lord. I I don't know if there's anybody in this room that would say with me that as for me and my house, we're not gonna be in a hurry to move on to the next thing. We're not gonna be in a hurry when it comes to the things of God. We're gonna be intentional 
Can I tell you right now that the whole part, the whole point of this message is that there is power in a moment with God. It doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter where you've been, in one moment, your whole life can change, your whole life can be different, addictions can be gone, bondage can be set free, amen, those who are tired can find rest, all of that can happen in a moment with God. Pentecost was a moment. 120 gathered together, the church in the book of Acts. They gathered together and the Bible says that they were all together and suddenly in a moment there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all of the house where they were sitting and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. Can I tell you that that happened in a single moment? I'm going to tell you right now, moments are powerful. Moments can be a life-changing, life-altering thing. Amen. Peter, amen, walked on the water in a moment with God. Jairus' daughter was healed in a moment. Lazarus came out of the grave in a moment. Amen. The crippled man took up his bed in a moment. I've come to tell somebody today, it doesn't matter matter what you need. It can happen if you will believe that it can happen in a moment. I want you to stand with me all over the building. What do you need from God? What do you need from God? Preacher, you didn't preach very long. I told you I wasn't going to. What do you need from God? You believe God can do it? let us not lose sight of the power of a moment. One moment, Brother Jeremy. One prayer. One, I need you, God. One moment of desperation can change everything. be in so much of a hurry. I don't want to be in so much, so busy that I don't pause long enough to say, God, I'm here. Pastor said it one time that in Elisha's day, they were in a drought of water. When he poured water on the altar, responded God spoke to pastor and he said today we're not in a drought of water we're in a drought of time we pour and if we're willing to pour time on the altar time with God time with him if we're willing to pour time God said I'll respond said, I'll respond. Pastor Nehemiah, I, I don't want, I don't want my generation 
this. I don't want my generation to be in so much of a hurry that we can't hear from God. Ministers and pastors, evangelists who would pray for hours stand up behind the pulpit and say, this is what you've been going through. This is what this is what's happening to heal it today. I don't want to be in so much of a hurry that I can't hear from God. I'm going to tell you right now, God can do in one moment what you cannot do in a lifetime. God can do in 10 seconds what you can't do in 10 years. You believe that? God can do in 10 seconds what you can't do in 10 years. It's all through scripture. I want you to lift your hands right now. The Lord's in this room. The Spirit of God is here. Whatever you need, I want you to just pray, Lord, I don't want to miss a moment with you. I don't want to miss a moment with you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Paul spoke in 1 Corinthians 15 about the moment that the Lord comes back. I'm going to tell you, the Lord is coming back. John chapter 3 says, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you've been. But I do know this. You're here because God orchestrated it. You're here because God wants to have a moment with you. If you're here and you don't have the spirit of God in you, but you'd like it, would you raise your hand? I see you. battling some things been fighting some things and you say you know what I need a moment with God would you raise your hand all kinds of hands all kinds of hands you can look at me I, I preach short I preach short in hopes that you can come to this altar and have your moment said in his word. Emotions will lie to you. Emotions will say don't do that. Nothing will happen. Nothing will nothing will take place. Emotions will, will tell you, will get you worried on other things. Emotions will do all of that. But what do you do? You listen to his word. He said if, if you call on me, I'm going to respond. He said come unto me, the Bible says, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He said, if you'll come to me, I'll give something back to you. God said in his word, you, you can't listen to your emotions. You listen to your word. You listen to his word. God said, if you will, I will. So I'm going to ask everybody that would, if you raised your hand, even if you didn't raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to come to this altar. We're going to get a hold of God today. We're going to get a hold of God today. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.